Welcome, everyone. You're listening to A Night in the Roundtable, coming to you live from bbsradio.com, Station 2. My name's Randy Miller, and I'm your host for this evening. I'm here with our amazing co-host, energy healer and Vinayak, bioenergetics expert Vinayak, psychic and soul historian Amina McGee, and our faction three white knights, Rama, Ajurna, and Tara Green, and friends of the show, Penny and Micah. Well, tonight's show is going to be a roundtable discussion on current events, so please do join us for that. Please call in if you have a comment or a question on any issue. Get your pieces of paper out and a pencil or a pen and write these numbers down. 888-429-5471 or 323-744-4841. Again, it's 888-429-5471 or 323-744-4841. So, to start us off today, we're having a short meditation from our friend Vinayak. Vinayak, I hand you the talking stick. Thank you, Randy. Hello, everybody, and greetings uh, in Radio Land from BBS Radio. Uh, it's time to just take some time for ourselves now. And let's start by breathing in and breathing out. Another deep breath, breathing in and breathing out. And one more, breathe in. Let out a sigh and exhale. Ah. Ah, feels so good to just relax. Time to let go. Time to clear your mind. Time to feel your heart. You might even notice in the stillness your heartbeat. And in that deep stillness, in that grounding cord, from your root chakra, the base of your spine, send that anchor right on down into the beautiful Mother Earth. And feel that support. And notice that it's always available. Just by taking a little bit of time for yourself. Just by slowing down. By breathing.
Feel the energy now rise back up. Resonating your base, the root chakra. And tonight, let's visualize red through the base chakra. Maybe see, sense, or feel the color red. And now watch that gradually rise into your sacral chakra. And the color now changes to orange. Once again, the energy begins to rise into your solar plexus, your belly. And now the color is yellow. Just notice the vibratory difference, the different frequencies of the colors as it rises in your body. Now allow that energy to rise into your heart. And see if you can sense or feel or see the color green. Let that energy rise into your throat where you speak your word. Speak your word in the manifestation. And now you see the color blue. Energy continues to rise. Now it's in your third eye, your brow center. And you see a beautiful indigo. A deep, deep blue indigo. Perhaps you're having some visions right now. Notice what those visions are. Are they peace and tranquility and love? Or they're more about what you've been perceiving or watching on TV or taking in on the media. If that's the case, you might want to dissolve it. Now let the energies rise up into your beautiful crown. And here you see the energy and the color of violets. I like to see a royal purple. Because as that energy rises, you notice that it goes out the top of your head. And you see this beautiful gold stream. This golden energy rising into the cosmos. 
colors of royalty, gold and purple. For you are indeed royal. You are the divine. And as that energy rises into the skies, into the galaxies beyond, all the way to the sun of the central suns, that energy now flow back down through you and to you. And let it get wider and wider until it encompasses your body. This beautiful golden ray of light this divinity that you are, the origins of how it all began, you and spirit and source. For we are one. And that energy, I invite you to breathe in that frequency. Allow yourself to know and remember that you are divine. You are worthy. Nothing to earn and nothing to do. Just allow it to be. Allow yourself to be. Bring that energy into your heart. Feel the energy in your heart now. Gratitude. Gratitude for who you are. Gratitude for what you are made of. Gratitude for being alive. For being awake. Or you would not be on this show if you were not one of the awakened ones. Now allow yourself to expand. Expand that gratitude out from your body. Expand it as far as you can possibly imagine it going. You are vast. You are vast beings of light. We all are. We are all source. We are all divine. As is everything. Really feel and take that in. Anything you can think of, whatever it may be, is divine. It is made of the same energy as you. 
and you are connected to it. And this is why you can communicate with nature. This is why you communicate with all of what is. The minerals, the rocks, the water, the oceans, the skies, our galactic brothers and sisters, starships. Last night I went outside, I was guided to go outside, and lo and behold, it was a beautiful starship. Just almost waiting for me, begging for me to just say hello. And so with open arms, I welcomed my brothers and galactic brothers and sisters in their starship, and I saw it move. So we can communicate. I invite you to communicate. I invite you to listen. Listen and be guided by all the messages of spirit. Feel it. Remember it. Feel into it. Take it into your heart. Expand into those energies. Can you be all of it? And can you allow yourself to experience that greatness? Can you allow yourself to experience who you are? And how would that change your life? How would that change the way you Walk on this beautiful planet. How would it change the way you greet your brothers and your sisters? If you greeted everyone, knowing that they are the divine, as are you. you to continue to know, I can invite you to continue to feel, I invite you to continue to sense, I invite you to feel the new energies as they pour into us, especially for the next several days. Bring all of that wisdom, all of that knowledge, all of that truth into your heart right now. And with the utmost gratitude, I acknowledge you for who you are. I acknowledge you for being here now. And with that, I said, Namaste. Namaste. Namaste.
Randy, I pass the talking stick back to you, my brother. Thank you, Vinayak. I'll give everybody a minute or two to get back into their body. And now that we've all landed back here on planet Earth, I'm going to go around the round table here and see if anybody's got any reports. So I'm going to call on my sister, Omina. Amina, the snowbank hasn't cleared yet. I haven't put any chocolate out for the ferry, so if you can give us a ferry report for the night, it'd be greatly appreciated. Amina, you have the stick. Good evening, everybody, and hope all of you are doing well. Um, I really don't have a whole lot to report other than uh, the general audience of people are feeling their energies going up and down, some that, you know, where you might have a lot of energy and then all of a sudden, well, maybe not all of a sudden, you're feeling a little tired. I think it has to do with that. Most people don't have the vibration to handle high energy. And the way that you can raise your vibration is to definitely change the way you think, especially if you think in terms of negativity. That brings down our vibration. That brings down our immune system. That brings down lots of things. Um, So it's always definitely good to train the brain to go to a more positive because every negative thing in it has a balance of positive energy on the other side of it. And we just have to learn to go with the flow on the things that we cannot control and hope for the best and bless all that are involved. And that's all I have to say. So I pass the talk and stick back to you, Randy. Thank you. Thank you, Amina. Okay. When I act, do you have a report or do you want to wait a while for your voice to come back? I pass for now, Randy, and I might have something to contribute later on as we get into the Okay, thank you. Thank you. Okay, so I'll pass the stick over for right now over to Micah. Micah, you have the talking stick. Greetings. Thank you. Forgive me. I took a second to get my um, mute button off there. And greetings to all of our listeners from around the globe and throughout the cosmos. I've got a... A short report here. Uh, I'm gonna. This is a message from Vladimir Putin that I'd like to share with people uh, that just came out. Oh, excuse me, one second. Okay. So here we go. Uh, I'm just gonna read it because it's in Russian. So let me reiterate: the whole global economy and trade have suffered a major blow, as did the trust in the U.S. dollar as the main reserve currency. The illegitimate freezing of some of the currency reserves of the Bank of Russia marks the end of the reliability of so-called first-class assets. In fact, the U.S. and the EU have defaulted on their obligations to Russia. Now everybody knows that financial reserves have can simply been stolen, can simply be stolen, and many countries in the immediate future may begin, I am sure this is what will happen, to convert their paper and digital assets into real reserves of raw materials, land, food, gold, and other real assets. 
So there you have it, folks. It looks like it's the beginning of the end of the U.S. petrol dollar. And um, I got to say, there's some massive shifts happening on this planet. Uh, you know, it's it might not be visible with the naked eye, but there's so much happening behind the scenes right now. It, it, you know, it's uh, it's a beautiful thing that's going on on our planet. So with that, I pass the talking stick back to you, Randy. Thank you very much. Thank you, Micah. And everyone's absolutely right. There is a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes that we don't see. We cannot rely on the mainstream news to report anything positive. We can't rely on any newspapers to report anything positive. What we have to rely upon is our own innate, what they call the intuition or gut feeling. Anytime we are sent any information, doesn't matter who the source is, if it doesn't resonate, resonate with you don't read it don't listen to it because after all the ultimate judge of everything that's going on around your own little universe is yourself and right now there are so many irons in the fire there's so many cosmic energies earth energies kingdoms all the kingdoms seen and unseen are all assisting us in our transition. So as Amina said, you have to raise your vibration. Sometimes it's not as easy as it is because we have all these external pressures upon us. If I feel too much pressure, I'm working on the computer, I'm doing a bunch of different things, and I can't, I'm stuck. I'll just stop, put everything on pause, and go outside and go for a little walk and clear the brain, clear the air, talk to the squirrel, talk to the trees. There's no grass yet to talk to because it's all underwater. Because the sun's melting the sun, the snow. So realize that the cosmos, Mr. Sun, Saul, 17 major M-class flares in the last few days. The KP index is 7. I've never seen it at 7. I've only ever seen it at 7 one other time. And that's the height of the solar winds. That's what that is talking about. And those solar winds and that energy reaches us. And when that reaches us, it raises the vibration of everything. Not just Earth. This is what you're not taught about in school. That the energy from this sun not only affects Earth, it affects all the planets in this solar system. And then when that solar system, our Milky Way galaxy, it affects the universe in totality. So right now, I'm going to call upon Rama and Tara for their report. Rama and Tara, I pass you the talking stick. Greetings. Greetings, everyone. Well, um, Rama and Tara here. <laughs> Everything that I've heard so far is absolutely the, the it's all true. <laughs> there is so much going on. And Gigi, this fairy over here is humming around here, like making sure that we all keep track of everything. Otherwise, they disappear. 
I got a piece of chocolate all over here, set over here. <laughs> but uh, I'll just say that, yes, the other kingdoms are really, really doing a lot to help Mother Gaia right now. One of the things I learned yesterday is that um, the whole planet has had very reduced precipitation to the point that it's the driest it's been in 170 years on planet Earth. So I'm going to take that symbolically to mean that, you know, our thirst will be quenched as we open our hearts to the flow, as Omina was saying. You know, to change the things we can change and the things we cannot change let it go and open our hearts and see what we can do. And uh, every single one of us, Rama was just telling me because he gets to go on a little drive. He's got to be 20 miles away from the house every time he gives a report, but he's seeing things blooming. Yes. The trees are starting to get leaves and things are becoming green in Santa Fe and, Certain flowers are coming up, maybe not as prolific as other parts of the country. But for here, since we're at 7,000 feet, that's pretty profound. Yeah. It is. And uh, I hear what Randy's saying. Uh, Well, here we got that dry stuff. We didn't get too much of any kind of precipitation all winter. No. A little dabble of white fluffy stuff, you know, kind of dry and uh, a little bit of rain here and there, uh, but nothing to speak of. So we're going to, we're going to go with the flow and call in the the precipitation uh, of, of the flow of, of water into the planet. And of course we've, uh, just before here, I got a s- sister called up and she said <clears throat> in Fairfax County, which is right outside the D.C. metro area, they were te- calling for, you know, get undercover. There's a huge tornado here that they saw. And I haven't heard a thing and I didn't see anything. And, and uh, oh, well, <laughs> mm. but um, the, the, the thing is, is that there is a lot going on. And turbulence can be calmed by our consciousness. Yeah. And uh, opening, you know, pray precipitation in a gentle flow uh, everywhere that it's necessary in order to replenish the water supply on the planet. Um, one thing that's really important that we've been told for the last while, month or so, is that. Russia is not doing the killing in Ukraine at all. It is the United States through the Zelensky deep state operative. And they are dropping the bombs. Now, the story about uh, Putin this morning on Tom Hartman, a number of people that called in and said, I, I, I have you family in Ukraine. And I also have some Russian blood. And uh, when my family in Ukraine is calling, you know, 
the Russian part of the family, uh, none of them are hearing what their Western media is saying at all. And uh, it's kind of very, very, uh, it's very, very necessary for us to stay in the high vibrations of the heart. And Can I ask a question? Yes, Omina. Why would the United States be bombing where you say they're bombing? It's called killing for profit. They make a lot of money on killing people. And that's wait, 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 wait. Who's paying them to kill people? Um, it's. Uh, well, I mean, what is there to be gained by killing a whole bunch of people? Is, is Ukraine sitting on uh, gold, oil? What's it yeah. sitting on? They are sitting on massive exotic minerals, oil, and gas. And there are two giant vimanas that are buried in two different parts of Ukraine. And this is a very ancient story. Okay. And and Ukraine... my Ukraine. my My question really is, I'm trying to understand, and I don't want to get into all the politics of it. I'm trying to understand um, if Russia's invading and you're saying that the U.S. is killing everybody, does Russia and the U.S. have an agreement or something? Russia's uh, not invading. They are not invading. Let's get that clear and forgive okay, me. All right, hold on. They're not invading. So where are all the tanks coming from? Whose are theirs? There, are, there, are they tanks there? I mean... Nearly 4 million people have left the Ukraine. So who owns the tanks? My God, you want to answer that? Yes, yes. Amina, it's it's hard to see from a perspective from what we see in the media and all of these things. But Russia is actually liberating their own part of the Soviet Union or the USSR that was always a part. So that Ukraine is Russian territory. They're not invading. They're going and liberating their own territory from these very evil Khazarian mafia folks that have set up shop there. And they tried, basically, they're trying to set NATO up in Ukraine so that they could have nuclear weapons on the border of Russia. For for example, think about it this way. If, uh, say, let's just say Russia decided to come to Canada and and set up their shop right next to the U.S. border. Do you think the United States would be that happy about that? <laughs> so, so in essence, Russia is really only, they're, they're protecting their motherland. And this is an, ultimately, this story is a battle of churches. This is a war of churches. Yeah. And it's called the Vatican and the Russian Orthodox Church. The, the Vatican has been eyeing the Russian Orthodox Church for a very long time and salivating over their gold reserves. Because, yes, actually, they are more wealthy than the Vatican in terms of their reserves and their wealth. So the Vatican has been trying to take over Russia for a very long time, and they will never allow that to happen. And so, 
Ultimately, that's what's happening. And uh, you, uh, we did play that on our radio show. I'll send you um, that, Omina. The, it's a really well-orchestrated uh, description of what's going on with Russia and Ukraine right now. <clears throat> well, I most certainly would be interested to see where the information is coming from, because it would almost seem that, that, that if it is theory, I don't know if it's practical or if it's actually in action, if it's a theory, I'll consult with my masters on that one. Um, because it seems to appears to me, and I mean entirely my opinion, appears to me it glorifies Putin. And he most certainly does not seem to be a person that does things for the higher good. So I'm just trying to understand the powers that be, because what I hear a lot of you saying is that there's no good anywhere. And, and that's how it feels to me. If it feels that way to me, I'm wondering, does it feel that way to a lot of our audience that's listening? Because we need to put some, there has to be some good somewhere. So if you find any good anywhere, please share it. Thank you for answering my question. Omina. Omina? Yes, I, yes. Oh, okay. I I just want to make sure you could hear me. Um, um, Despite the media, and what they're saying, and the picture that they have painted about Putin. Rama has spoken with Prince Harry many, many times back in 2014. And Harry was going to Afghanistan, you know, as a military person. And what he would do is he would go to see Putin, and he would stay three or four days, and he would tell them, Putin has been in that body for 500 years. He is not uh, who you think he is. He's a very high being. He's a contactee of the Andromedans. And the whole weaving of the story about America versus Russia is complete gobbledygook. And uh, that's going to be hard to swallow because that's the the mind control program that we've all been fed. Uh, And I'll just say that Prince Harry told Rama that uh, Putin and the wisdom that he carries is far beyond anybody's uh, general knowledge. And it will come to pass that uh, he, along with the Galactics, the Andromedans in his case, and... Uh, Obama and along with the Syrians, Obama went to Syria and he's been uh, a member of the Council of Nine on Syria, the Syrian Council of Nine. This is a galactic operation now. They are intervening and they're doing it in a wise way so that as many people as possible can get off of the, you might say, pardon my language, but the tit of the mass media, which is lying and has been lying and programming a lie for so long that people can't get out of it. They feel like that's, that's got to be real. They could have been fed it for so long. And so what's good about this is that the work that we have been doing together, along with other kingdoms, and I, I was just so glad to hear you Join us, Omina, from the very beginning because your close connection with the fairy kingdom. Because they have been not been they have not been able to get the people in general's attention very well because of all the stuff that 
people are kept busy with just to put food on the table, for instance. And this whole system is already on its way out. And uh, this is what Nasara law is all about. And um, that's what we have these shows for. And there's uh, much to be said about the intervention that's going on right now. There's uh, a great deal of uh, other realms that are assisting humanity so that they can, uh, so that as a, as a whole race of beings, we can ascend to a fifth dimensional consciousness. It doesn't mean we lose our bodies. It just becomes more light and more awakened and more able to not pay attention to politics and pay attention to the path to love and peace. I hope this helps. And I, I don't know if it does, but I'll pass the talking stick back to you, Omina. Okay. Well, in my world, in my realm, in my experience, um, war has been going since man took up one stick to beat the other one and the other one took up the stick to beat him. So they've been fighting ever since they learned how to fight. So I'm trying to figure it out around my head. If we are talking about Putin and any other world leaders that they're from higher realms, why are they so violent? It, I mean, that control or the highest good has to come through people being violent with each other. Because I mean, that's just not where that's not where I resonate to. I and, and well, it's, Nina, it's not them. It's the oligarchs that are running the show. And they are not running the show. Putin is not running the show. Obama, when he was a uh, Trump. But no. the whole point is that, I mean, I agree with that. I think you have the, I think you have a government within the government that's doing an awful lot of running it. But then right. if you have, still have these leaders, if they're going for the higher good, wouldn't you think that the warrior in them is going to come up and fight that evil, not carry out that evil? I mean, um, where does where does the spirituality take over the personality rather than the per, where as we're now the personality takes over everything? Can we have I mean, a pause is, here, please. We have Carlton on line three. Sorry, okay. Mina. No, not a problem. I mean, it's just I think this is just an intellectual conversation. And then I'll, I'll say one quick thing: when Putin put out the message, he's not taking the U.S. dollar. He informed the world of the true price of an ounce of gold, which is $50. The rest is just inflation and greed. Carlton, are you there? I am. Can you hear me okay? 100%. You have the talking stick. Oh, hey, awesome. Awesome. Hey, uh, Omina, I'm glad you asked the questions you asked. That's the questions that many, many people are asking, of course. And uh, Micah, Tara, Rama, thank you for your answers. and the way you answered it, it's real important because uh, um, we have to keep reminding ourselves, if it is a galactic operation, it's not all going to make sense to us, especially the way we've been, uh, our filters, you know, we're trying to, oh. we're trying to adjust our filters to uh, be able to uh, see through a lot of the, the, uh, the shenanigans and the uh, misinformation that dominates uh, most of the way we get information. And the way we've been trained to see things. So, um, 
if it's all higher, higher realm stuff, uh, it, it stands to reason to me that it's not all going to make sense, especially when it comes to uh, who Tarim Rama keeps saying Putin is and who how and who the media says he is, right? And who what appears through how we look at the media. But also, are we going to talk about the Oscars? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my! I that say, probably would be a lot more fun, scri- Carlton. <laughs> That'd be a lot more fun. I say fun. it was scripted. I say the slap was scripted. I thought the very same thing. I agree. Yeah, and- I thought the very same thing. Yeah. And and for those who say, "Why on earth?" Hey, that's what that's what uh, um, you know, you know threat you- threats. Pardon? You know what I picked up on it? It was scripted, but nobody clued in Chris Rock. That's right. I mean, Chris Rock yeah. kind of—he looked a little shook, but he had his hands behind his back and he didn't—he didn't move them, and he just kept on going. And I was just like, "Hmm." But he would do that anyway. I mean, comedians make jokes all the time, but I picked up that it was scripted, but nobody clued in Chris Rock because he really did look surprised. <laughs> he did look really. Surprised. I don't know. I thought. But you know who are we? I thought he he looked like the least surprised person in the room. Frankly, yeah. I don't know. Um, but, but 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 then the, but we do need to go into okay. Why would it be scripted? Because number one, it's it's Hollywood. There uh, you can either you can go through the the 3D version that uh, the ratings in the Oscars have been lousy for a long time, and this is a great way to spice it up. Or you, you can go. Uh, Right. Yeah, or you go behind the veil and uh, go to the dark side and say, you know, this is, uh, I mean, they've used Will and Jada for a number of things um, in terms of, uh, you know, a, a kind of, kind of uh, um, not to use her name again, but to make us jaded and to make us confused yeah. about how we see the world. But um, <laughs> this is about, this is Will Smith, Richard Williams, right? I mean, this is a guy that the Lily White tennis industry hated because what he was able to do with his girls in uh, uh, coming up from a uh, a Jim Crow, uh, uh, you know, a a life of being discriminated against, beaten the whole bit. He talks about the Klan, and they raise those points in the movie, right? And then they show you how he's able to walk into their domain and dominate it. So... They have to taint it. Think about when uh, Nate Parker, I think his last name is, when he 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 had initial really high buzz at uh, at uh, um, Sundance for his movie Birth of a Nation, which you know, that title was 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 uh, you know was, was was intentional, and that movie was about um, um, Nat Turner, right? Now that's a, that's an image that they cannot allow to be to be awarded, right? And yes. and and uh, and and shown to be positive. So what do they do when when he was up for awards? By the time it got to Academy Award time, the next thing you know, his his whole image is being tainted by a lot of allegations and stuff, which turns turned out to not be valid. So I'm just saying they got it. They they I think Will was uh, again used. To you know, kind of, be, I mean that that smeared the whole Williams family by going through all that. He invoked uh, right. Mr. Williams' name in accepting his award, 
Now, the, the who knows thing. whether he's going to be allowed to keep his award, right? I the whole thing. He earned it. I hope he is. But the whole thing about it, his wife is very attractive, attractive, whether she has hair or not. That's true. Oh, no okay. question. I mean, right. But let's see if she didn't look so good without hair, then it might be more of an insult. Yeah. That was, you know, the, yeah, that, that that was the opportunity for the setup. Exactly. Anyway, that's my thoughts. That, I don't want to dominate it. Thank you. Love you all. Yeah, I mean, the fact that she looks great without hair you, just makes it look so <laughs> ridiculous. And that, that's so unlike, uh, uh, what you call him, her husband. His name just escaped me. For well, Will. Yes. It's so unlike him to get up there and slap somebody in front of the world. <laughs> I know. That's without acting. Real, I mean, really. is he getting something wrong with his brain? Or it just The whole thing is just silly. Well, let's let's understand something else about Hollywood that not many people realize. Yeah. In the history of the studios of Hollywood, and who funded the first studio, MGM, right. the first big studio, L. Jolson. Oh. L. Jolson put up the money to fund MGM Studios, and in the original logo in the bottom, there was a mask. And that was L. Jolson's signature mask. And that's been removed. I told this from a friend who worked in Hollywood for many, many years. He said, you have to realize that this black and white play is what basically started Hollywood. And they play it now to the excess. And I agree that they did this for ratings because remember, they're actors. Yeah. And they get paid to act, just like an archaeologist gets paid to dig. He doesn't get paid to find anything. He gets paid to dig. But if he does find something, all the better. So we have to realize that this Kabuki theater that we're seeing now on the on the world stage is nothing more than the transition period of the old paradigm. We're going into a new paradigm. And the old paradigm is not laying down easy. No, it's screaming. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, it's screaming. So yep. we have to just one thing, try almost everything. L O V E, law of vibrational energy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because I see some of these things that people that have an ailment and they put out the thing and they have love something and then they have hate. Well, you're not going to fix any ailment. doesn't matter what it is if you hate what you have. Because hate is an attachment. Mm -hmm. And in order for us to go into these higher realms, we have to clear the slate, empty the suitcase. We don't need to take it with us. Because when we go into space, when we go visit the planet Zeus, there's no room for suitcases. Mm Because you're traveling in your soul. And can I tell you... Go the ahead, high vibration of love. Absolutely. Okay. L is for light, oneness, vitality, eternity. Those are those are the that's the vibration of love. That's the vibration we have to have in our systems. If we want to ascend, we have to be in the light, in the oneness. We have to have the vitality to keep up that energy. And when we do, it's for eternity. 
I passed the talk yesterday. What was the E for again? Eternity. Of course. I'm going to do when I'm the hosting on my next show. If anybody is listening in the audience, I'm going to do the whole thing on love. Mm. In the real realm, not just a word. I'm not talking about relationships. I'm not talking about infatuation. I'm talking about being in the energy of love. Because if you ever, I'll probably make my meditation on that. Because if you ever walk into that energy, it changes you forever. Mm-hmm. And you never want to leave it. I passed the talk instead. And that's a very good point, Amina, because the thing that shows unconditional love is our pets. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> unconditional love. Yes. That's you, their vibration. Exactly. You can get yeah. mad at them and do this and scold them and do this and do that. And then two minutes later, hi, uh, like, I still love you. I don't yep. care. Are you done your tantrum now? <laughs> <laughs> and these are the things that people that have pets know this. And some people say, well, I don't know why my cat lives over at the neighbor's. It's maybe because he's getting more love there than what you're showing him. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And this is the thing people have to realize. Why people never look. Oh, don't do that. Don't do that. Little girl. She's going to run up to a dog or whatever. The dog will accept her because the child has no fear. She's right. just love. The animals love. So they get along. Yeah. Yep. And it's the same thing with a walking up to a tiger. I've been in the cage with a with a Bengal tiger. But I sat outside the cage for a few minutes, and I had a heart-to-heart, eye-to-eye, telepathic communication. Look at, I've been coming in here to assess your health, so look at, I'm not going to eat you. You're not going to eat me. You're going (laughs) to just calm down, and we're going to figure out what's wrong, and there's not a problem. But I'll tell you something. Being in the presence of that much raw wildness, and at the same time, pure love. Yep. Pure absolute And you have to respect love. their basic instincts. Absolutely. If you're not threatening that, they're not going to threaten you. Exactly right. I had I had, I had no fear. Right. The animal had no fear. Yeah, because what it could pick ha- it up in you. But what I had to do is I had to clear the room where the animal was held of all the other people. Yes, because of their fear. Because of exact because of yep. their fear. So it was yep. a true one-on-one experience. And that's something you never forget. You just never forget. You look at you look at the animals of the wild in their true instincts in a totally different way. Because that right. reminds me of a story that was told a few years ago by some hunters in South Africa. They were hunting a lion. Unknown to them, the lion that they were hunting, the mate was hunting them. And when the hunter put up the gun, this other lion came out of nowhere and pounded onto this hunter, the paws right on the shoulders, knocking the gun out of his arm, and away he went. Did he rip the human to pieces? No, he didn't. He could have. But what did he show? Love, don't hurt my family. That's all he was saying. Uh-huh. So I pass a talking tick back to you, Ramantar, to finish your report. Okay. 
Well, I was I, just going to say, uh, just because you brought up these very large animals, and um, Rama found this story uh, about this man. And I mean, he's laying with this lion, and that lion is so huge. And this man is six feet tall. And, and the lion is just purring and laying with him. And um, this man had saved the lion's uh, life as an abandoned cub that he was. Uh, he's nine years old in that picture. And he was, you know, a very tiny little cub when he saved his life. And the story is just, I mean, there's pictures where you think he's hanging out with a kitty. Yeah. It's just like there's so much love. They're looking into each other's eyes. There's this one picture where he's got his hand under the lion's chin, and the lion is looking him right in the eye, and vice versa, just like you were saying, Omina and uh Randy. And there's another picture where this lion is standing on his hind legs, and the six-foot-tall man is hugging, and the lion is hugging him back like there's no tomorrow right in the middle of the jungle and you're just sitting there like holy catfish <laughs> yeah I, I saw i saw all of that he Is raised it, those cubs i think there was a couple of them at least yeah but this yeah. one stuck with him this one yeah. stayed yeah i saw that oh it's just fantastic and that's where we gotta go that's well, where we that's go. the natural state of love it is so, uh, yes, the politics are in the middle of everything. Yet what we do is we, we, uh, we look with calmness and neutrality and we find the love and how we can work with it. I wanted to make another comment is that in this uh, Llewellyn's 2022 astrological calendar, they actually have two Easter Sundays. I never saw this ever on any calendar. I don't know if anybody else did. But Easter Sunday is off, is listed on the 17th of April for the Catholic Church. And here we go. And the Orthodox East, Easter for the Orthodox Church, which is the Russian Orthodox Church, is on the 24th. And so they've got, We've got two Good Fridays. We've got the Orthodox Good Friday on the 22nd of April. We've got the uh, uh, Good Friday that we all know from the Catholic Church on the 15th of April. And on the 22nd, uh, it's also Earth Day. And I thought that was fascinating, those combinations. And Good Friday on the 15th is also uh, Passover begins. And Holy Saturday on the 23rd, that Holy Saturday, is when Passover ends. So there are bridges of these different celebrations that bring the Russian Orthodox Church together with the Catholic Church in a way that's beyond their, you know, dogma. We're getting out of the dogma. I just wanted to point that out and uh, take it for what it will. But Rama's got to read something to us. Uh, it's the whole week of Faction Three White Knights reporting now. Let's see how that fares with okay. the rest of this story. This starts on Friday, the March 25th, the Dalai Lama. 
Giving is recognized as a virtue in every major religion and in every and in every civilized society. And it's and it and it clearly benefits both the giver and the receiver. The one who receives is relieved from the pangs of want. The one who gives can take comfort from the joy their gift brings to others. And this is Friday. I received a text message from Tom the Ringtail Cat at 12.20 early this afternoon. He said to me, Lord Rama, the solar flares are only increasing. What I can tell you is that Mother and I and a few other Peshats are taking care of Jedi business. This involves the 13 families. This is the story of the planet Nibiru and Mother's wayward children. And we're watching this being played out right now on the world stage. And it is about how they are twisting the different narratives led on by the fallen angels, otherwise known as the Nephilim. These earthbound wayward children numbering 500,000 are being taken to Dracos to be held accountable for intergalactic war crimes, stay in your high heart. It is only going to get more intense. Satnam Namaste, Ways of Violet Fire. And this is Monday, the Dalai Lama. Warm heartedness leads to a healthy mind. Peace of mind allows us to sleep soundly. I'm not talking about the benefits of the next life or of finding God, but of being a peaceful person with a calm mind and a warm heart here and now. And this is Monday. I received a text message from Tom the Ring Cat at 12.30 this afternoon. He said to me, Lord Rama, there are monster... Monstrous solar flares going on now. And there have been radio blackouts across Mother Gaia. This has been happening today as well. Shortwave radio operators have been having problems with their equipment. This is about sending the violet flame into the heart of darkness, so to speak, to shine the light on the old fallen matrix and dissolve it into the light of 10 trillion suns. Pay no attention to that old man behind the curtain who's trying to play the Wizard of Oz. He is just a holodeck program as well. Stay in the high heart. Always Satnam Namaste, Blaze of Fire. This is Tuesday. I received a text message from Sweet Angelique the Cat at 12.15. She said to me, Lord Rama, the solar flare activity is way up there today. Stay in your high heart. The dark side is pushing very hard to get their way and to keep their old world order in control of Mother Gaia and her people. 
we are in a new cycle as the light continues to pour in the Khazarian mafia are at their end stop the war on consciousness all we are saying is give peace a chance Satnam Namaste Grace this is Wednesday I called Leonara at 1210 early this afternoon and Leonara is 20,000 year old Atlantean who made her wrote her contract to stay here that long yeah to help uh to help bring a holographic library of everything that's happened in the 20,000 years to help see earth ascend right that library is is real rama got invited in there and it's miles underneath the new mexico library uh under the ground miles and miles of holographic stories about the true history of how we got from Atlantis to here and now. That would be very helpful. <laughs> Leonora said to me, Lord Rama, there was an X1.3A class solar flare early today. This was yesterday. As a result, ascension symptoms are very high today. I was a bit of a basket case myself yesterday with the energies. The electromagnetic field is fluctuating wildly. The dark side has made their bed. Let them sleep in it. Remember, we are beings of divine love and infinite light. All 500,000 of our recalcitrant brothers and sisters are being ushered to Dracos by Mother Sekhmus Pishat warriors. We are watching their demise as we speak. The Khazarian Mafia, a.k.a. the United States Deep State, have bombed over 70 hospitals and medical centers in Ukraine. This is not Russia. It is our black ops with the complicity of President Zelensky of Ukraine, as he is an asset of our deep state. Place the violet fire into the heart of darkness. They will get it, even as they reject it. Place the violet fire, Satnam Namaste. And this is a note. Um, I heard yesterday a Native American calling uh, Don Miguel Ruiz, a Mayan shaman, he was talking about a program recently set up by a group of young doctors who are using psychedelic medicine to help veterans release their PTSD and come back to wholeness. This is an alternate path to wellness, alleviating the side effects of using allopathic medicine. It is awakening these ones to higher consciousness and freedom's holy flame. Aho mitakriyasi. And this is today. I received a call from the King of Swords and Lady Nada twelve fifteen, early this afternoon. They said to me, Lord Rama, the solar flares are a gift to Mother Earth 
as she is raised up by these energies to the level of a star. In conjunction with Helios and Vesta, the sun behind the sun, we are in for a royal ride to a new reality. That reality is where all the rainbow nations are here. The 13 families are in their final moments once again. We say this to let you know that the 13 families old paradigm reality is part of a simulated reality of the last 13,000 years. And again, it is at its end. This is why we are watching so many stories leaking out across the lamestream media, I call it, as much as they can get away with. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, you know, covering their asses because of their corporate bosses who, if they don't tell the truth, tomorrow you won't see that person on the news. There'll be a replacement. It happens that quick. They just get rid of them and nothing's said across the mainstream media. It's just, if you're not going to spread the lies of the matrix, you're out of here. It's that simple. We are approaching a new moon as we enter an astrological year tomorrow morning. Happy New Year. April 1st at 2.24 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Happy New Year's Eve. (laughs) We are here to let you know, Lord Rama, as we approach this coming Easter, expect magic and miracles of the most wonderful kind. Go out and connect with Goddess. Spring is here. Go out and listen to the oneness. Satnam Namaste, Blaze of Violet Fire. And I pass the talking stick back to you, Randy. Well, I'm going to take the talking stick and beat on the table and see if we can awaken any callers out there who can call us on the telephone. I'll just give you a reminder here that the Dawn is sitting by the phone there wondering why 888 888- Four two nine five four seven one or three two three seven four 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 eight four one's not ringing off the wall. So, folks, get up off your lawn chairs and your couches and call because we're here to talk for it with you and ask any questions. Except we are not medical people, so we cannot advise you in any ways of that so what i'd like to bring up is the fact that right now in the tv land and hollywood land everybody doesn't care about the show what the producers care about is the advertising dollars the show brings in and the ratings because when the ratings are up The TV stations make money. And as Rama said a while ago, a very good show, Resident Alien, all of a sudden they decided to have a summer break. Excuse me, it's not even summer. 
but they're having a summer break. Why? Because one show's ratings drop by just a little bit, maybe 100,000 less people. But for the whole industry that's geared on dollars and cents, somebody lost a penny. So the bean counters said, oh, no, we'll give everybody a rest. And one of the best books I've ever read was written by John DeLorean of the DeLorean car fame. He was a massive engineer that worked for General Motors. And he wrote a book, I think it was on the 14th floor or the 14th day. can't remember the exact name. But he laid it out word for word of his experience coming up as a young engineer of the trials and tribulations that he went through to attain the status that he did after working many years in the firm. He said, you wouldn't believe that these young engineers, they worked for years to be able to make a presentation to the executives on, I think it was called the 14th floor. He said, these guys would go up there, they'd work for months on their presentation, they'd go up, they'd have 30 minutes or an hour to make their presentation, and then the guys would simply say, oh, well, okay, well, that might cost too much. Uh, well, think about it. And what were the what were, what was the guy presenting him? How to save one third of one cent on making the color of a doorknob from brown to gray? So, folks, we have to realize that there are some people out there that they simply don't care about anything but the corporation. Corporations are not people, because without the people, the corporations would be nothing. They would be nothing without the people that run it. I ordered some parts for a project that I'm working on in the beginning of March. And they said they were supposed to be here on the 15th of March. It didn't arrive. So I made a bunch of calls. And I finally got a hold of someone today that said, well, sir, uh, uh, we haven't delivered the product because the manufacturer that we deal with hasn't got any to deliver. I said, well, are you buying from the, are you buying from a holes? No, sir, we're buying directly from the manufacturer and they don't have any of those in stock. Okay, I thanked the man very gently, nicely and said, man, I began to thought, just a minute, this is a large manufacturing company in the US, been there for over 20 years. And they're not that they're out of stock and they can't supply it. They don't, according to him, they don't have any. So are they running into problems with workers? Are they running into problems of someone's overextended things in the company and they can't get things afloat anymore? These are the questions that people don't think about. I do. I've been in the games of manufacturing and different things like that, know how much it takes and, and planning it takes to keep things going, to keep things going. Just something as simple as is making a few products. Never mind these companies that make hundreds of products. And when the sorrow happens, we don't know right now what 
we're going to be doing. Because we, as a civilization of human beings, we've never got that far before. Yeah, we got partially there in, in Atlantis and Lemuria, but, you know, we screwed things up like we do humans to learn, and we blew things up, and now we come back here, and we're going to fix it. And we are fixing it, because we've learned the lessons. We've learned those lessons. And all of us that are on this show and listening to the show, we were all those places and did all those things. And you know, it doesn't matter what you did in your previous life. It doesn't matter what you're going to do in your future life, because your future life isn't. The future life is in the moment of right now. N-O-W, now. And what you did in the past is only the accumulation of all the experiences that you had as a soul, and you can call upon any of those attributes. Any of those things. We have a caller on line two, Don. Can you put the caller through, please? Chin, are you there? Yeah, I am here. I pass the talking stick to you. Um, I, would, I had asked Rama a question in the past about when this takes place in most cases, I think I said it that way, or that it does take place between Christmas and Easter. And he said that I was correct. Now, I listened to the recording from last week. Twice. And there was a, a gentleman that was speaking that um, uh, Micah brought to the table. And it was quite lengthy. And it, I think it was for Saturday's phone call. How much faith you guys put in to what he was talking about? Do you guys recall what? What was said? Yes, Jenna, I know exactly what you're talking about. 1,000% faith. Well, if it, if you're that confident in what he said, he pushed this out for another 20 years. Because he mentioned this would take 20 years to unravel. That's from his viewpoint. And that's the thing to remember. Everyone is viewing it from a different aspect. So in his realm, where he's seeing things from, that's his reality. So we have to realize something, and that was a person of the Cash Foundation. And in the Cash Foundation, the Cash Foundation, Mr. Cash, and most of the knowledge seekers do not want to get tied up in politics or religion. They're concerned about the advancement of the teaching of the cosmic energy and the understanding of how the universe works. Because all in all, what the Keshe Foundation is doing is bringing the higher understandings and, let's call it what it is, the higher technology of love, down into planet Earth. But everybody wants to put it through that third that 3D filter. Mm -hmm. And this is where everyone runs, because 
everybody wants a reference. But how do you have a reference for a technology that comes from another realm that doesn't have physicality but has only energy? And understanding I, I and working that. and understanding and working with the GANs and all the energies. It's not the GANs water. It's not the GANs. Like Mr. has said on the teaching this week, it's the field energy you want to be working on. It's the field energy you want to be working with. And it's exactly the same thing as you as a person. You want to be working on your own energy field and raising it up, raising your vibration, like like Amina said. We all have to do that in our own way. Because it's happening regardless. Regardless of what everything says, this is happening. And it's happening to everyone. It may or may not seem like it because they may be getting it in a different way. But everyone is getting it. So That's you have to... paradigm. Exactly. That, that, I think that is coming. I could see different aspects of it. There are, such as the third world countries, people who have absolutely no uh, news media. They, they don't have a newspaper. They don't have televisions. They don't have cell phones. I mean, there are some impoverished countries out there. How does that paradigm shift for them? That's I, I asked that so question. I asked that question one time when I was in meditation. And the answer came, it's very simple. The people like that that are living that close to Mother Earth, they all have their own, what's the word I'm looking for? They have their own gods. Let's call it what it is. They have their own gods. So what will happen to them is whatever god that they worship, whatever, doesn't matter what it is. That will speak to them in the way that they understand. That's how they'll get it. Because you realize that in some parts of Africa, there is no internet, there is no TV, but a lot of people do have cell phones for communication, just to communicate over the vast distances. And there's, they're not, they're not, they're, what they're called, they're called dumb phones. They're only for communication. Just talking, that's it. No email, no pictures, nothing like that. Just plain talking. But they do work over the vast differences of Africa. So I, I, I think when no one knows, you know, what's the old saying? In the, I can't remember what it was. No one knows. Because no one does know. It can happen in a flash. In a flash. And well, maybe it's already that. happened, and the thing is, our spirit already knows. It knows already. But we have this body that has to catch up. And the hardest thing for the body to catch up with all these solar flares that are going right now are your bones. So if you're having achy bones and all these different things, it's because the density of your bones is changing. You're becoming less dense. We're taking the physical body with us, not leaving it behind. 
Because when you sleep and you leave your physical body and your soul goes out traveling, you still have a connection to your physical body. And some of us, when we wake up in the morning, we have to put our feet over to the side and kind of ground because it does take a while to come back. And that feeling, that euphoria that you get when you're in that waking, that dream state and that awakened state at the same time is going to be what I feel. That's going to be all the time. One thing the monks teach you when I went to monk school is the walking meditation. To have your eyes open, your consciousness is not only you're walking in a particular pattern, you're walking in a circle, but at the same time, you're in a meditative state. You are in two states at the same time. We do that all the time. That's that just kind of waking up in the morning, your eyes are not open yet. That's a waking, that you're in dreaming world and the wake world at the same time. So to answer your question, I think what's going to happen is everyone's going to get it in the way that they will understand it. And some of us, when I do my research work, I have to put everything aside. I like to work late at night because there's no other energies around. There's no television signals. There's no, they're still there, but they're lessened because everyone is sleeping. So you're, your intent and your focus is much, much better at night. A lot of musicians I know like to compose at night. They don't have any interference. You'll find that artists and musicians, they have their creative hours where they like to do their things. And I feel that when we do this massive shift, those creative hours are going to be all the time. We won't have to worry about rent, power, light, all these bills, all that's going to be taken care of so we can focus on having fun and doing what we love to do. A lot of people go to work, but they hate their work. They only go to work because it's survival. Well, when you find out what your work is and you love your work and you find that I'm doing this because it's a passion, it's no longer work. And you can work 10 hours, 18 hours. And you're not tired because the energy is flowing. Like Amina said, you have to let the energy flow. A passing talk can take back to you, Jen. I'm good. You answered what I've, it's, it's just been crawling at me. But to ascend in your own time frame, I get it. Thank you. I appreciate Thanks. that, man. All You're right. welcome. Everyone have a great night, evening. Bye-bye. Thank you, Jen. So, Rama, I have a question. When you're on the mountain and you're spinning the crystals, <laughs> what time for you does it progress slow or fast, or does it seem to be no time at all? It seems to be no time at all. It just kind of, I, I am just in that present moment, which I could say is now, and I'm just focusing on that now moment, not 
future tripping or past tripping, but just thinking about what I'm doing right in the moment and just working with the energies right at that moment. And at that moment, everything is flowing. You're not blocking anything because it wouldn't work if you block something. No, it's not blocking. It just flows. It flows because when we understand anything in the human body and part of our part of our existence is allowing everything to flow. Yes. Going with the flow is such a deep, deep subject. Because if we want to sit and observe things, we have to be neutral. And that's the gift I had when I was doing different consulting for different businesses. And they would call me up and I'd walk in and I'd say, say, they'd say, we have a problem. I said, don't tell me what the problem is. I just want to observe. Don't tell me what to look for. You're looking for it because you're in there all the time, but you can't see it. But you think there's a problem because you're not, you're, you're on the in, you're on the inside looking inside. I'm on the outside looking on the inside and then it becomes extremely obvious. The powers of observation is not just your eyes. It's your feeling, it's your sense of smell, sense of touch. And all these attributes, everyone has one aspect of all those senses, and even what they call the sixth sense, that we're good at. Everybody has it. Except that because of technology, a lot of that has been stifled. People can't think for themselves. Oh, I'll look that up on Google. Oh, I'll look that, I'll use my calculator. Well, when I was growing up in school, the only calculator I had was five fingers on each hand and a piece of paper and a pencil and my mind. We had to think things through. Unfortunately, for a lot of the newer generation, they don't know how to do that. So if the internet and all that stuff was to go down and we'd lose all that, a lot of people would be extremely lost because they don't know how to communicate using their God-given talents. I remember quite a few years ago, I'm sitting in an internet cafe getting ready to listen to Raman Tar when they did telephone call this is how many years ago this was get listen on the internet and these two people were sitting over on the couch and they're sitting by each other and their hands are going like crazy they're texting each other on their telephones they're sitting beside each other and these are the owners of the internet cafe i got to know them fairly well and i said don't you guys ever talk oh well you see we don't want to make loud noises because it may bother our patrons. But that's what they thought. Not realize that when you look across in the internet shop, 80% of the people have headphones on, so they wouldn't hear a thing anyway. It's just a perception. And when we realize that when we go out into nature, you get Rama gets up the mountain and out of the city and up into nature, You know another reason that he goes that far? 
to have the solitude of silence of the noise of a city. If anyone's been in a major city and the power goes out and you sit there and you realize, oh, it is all of a sudden quiet. It's because the din and the energy of all that electricity moving through the air, the AM radios, the FMs, the Wi-Fis, all that stuff, that's all noise. And our body picks up these noises and are susceptible to these noises. Myself, when solar flares happen, don't ask me to do anything because sometimes I'm in bed laying down because I can't get out of bed. The body doesn't want to move. And when I move, I almost fall down. Same thing with the full moon. What that means, and I've always been like that ever since I was a kid. I would say, because I was born premature, I had to tune into things a lot sooner. I had to learn very, very quick. I had to adapt very quickly to my environment. To realize that a baby has more intelligence than you can ever imagine but he can't communicate yet so he communicates through his hands through his eyes and wiggling and jiggling and do all the things that babies do and some parents can recognize those things so we have to give a lot of children a lot more where for all because they don't know how to express themselves yet there's a lot of children out there that are very awake do not have a veil. They understand exactly what's going on, but it's not their time to speak yet. Because when they do, you better hang on. Because they're not afraid of anything. Nothing. Zero. Because they know that's their soul's mission. So, I'm going to remind these people that are sitting on their couches listening to us talk that this is what? Talk radio. BBS radio. We're coming to you live from BBS radio. And you know, with Don, our host, is sitting there in his chair, scratching his head, wondering why 888-429-5471 or 323-744-4841 is not ringing. Folks, 888 888- 429-5471 is a toll-free number. Doesn't cost you a penny to call. So, pick up that phone and call 888-429-5471 or 323-744-4841. We've been here for quite a while, quite a few years. We do have a good listening audience. So. I ask our listening audience to stop listening and start calling. Please and thank you. And may I say something to our listening audience? You can call us and ask us any questions you want. It doesn't have to be about anything in particular. It has to be particular to whatever information you're looking for. Or if you want to share an idea with us, we would be delighted to hear from you. Pass the talking stick. Thank you, Amina. Amina's absolutely right. We'll answer any question that you have if we can answer it. And if we can't, 
we're going to try to direct you to someone who can. Because a lot of people may have a lot of questions about what's going on in the world right now. And you see, we have to add up something on a panel like this. It's the experiences of all the people on the panel. Even though we're not all together in the same room, but we are in a virtual roundtable sharing. These experiences that we come to here on this planet, it's the most popular destination in the universe. Planet Earth. Why? Because something that the human beings have that no other beings have. And that's called emotion. Lots of other beings have emotion, but they do not have the range of the emotions that humans beings do. That's why you can look at this as a galactic schoolhouse. Millions and billions of souls lined up to have the chance to come to planet Earth to learn, to learn the physicality, what it means to be a spiritual being having a physical experience while retaining your spirituality, your soul. It all comes down to the soul. And if you want to know about the soul and what kind of soul you are, wait till Amina has her night and you call on Amina. She is a soul historian. She will let you know the history of your soul if you want to. And how many lifetimes has she had gaining that experience? It doesn't matter how many numbers it is or how long it was. It's the experience. Because right now, everyone's gauging and thinking about, oh, well, you know, I had a good life. I lived in 95. Well, we hear all these stories, and the, it's not folklore that people lived for thousands of years. Imagine living for a thousand years and having all those experiences of a thousand years. Imagine the awareness and the knowledge that you would gain. Well, guess what? That's exactly where we're going. That's exactly where the human race and planet Earth is going. Oh, what am I going to do for a thousand years? Well, what about exploration? When everything is free, Meaning, we no longer are restricted to where we can go, how we can go, and what we can do. We can explore this earth. Everyone's worried about going to the moon, going to Mars, going to Zeus, going to Venus. What about the ocean? Have we really, truly explored the ocean yet? No, we haven't. We send the submarines and these special devices down into the depths. And we're finding things there that'll just you shake your head to realize that down in the depths of the ocean, there's no light, nothing, absolutely zero light. But there are creatures there that develop their own 
lighting system so they can see where they're going. Other creatures that simply know where they're going. And these people that send these submarines down there, they've divide, devised ways to take the animal, the creature, and the water that it's in and keep that pressure there and bring it to the surface to study it for a while and then send the animal back to its natural realm. So these are the things of discovery. They have, you know, the discovery channel. Well, once the freedoms are opened up, everybody is going to be able to do what the Discovery Channel does. Myself, I'd like to go to what they call the power sites of the world, the major things, Khan, Egypt, uh, Baalbek, the things in Turkey. There's all sorts of places we could go. We could go as a group. Once we have the proper technology to travel in this earth without using fossil fuels, it's here already, then we can go. We won't be hurting the earth. The earth has to rebuild itself. Any good farmer knows that they have to plant one year and not the next year. And these are the things, because of the technology, the earth is so polluted. It's so polluted. It's amazing we're all even still alive. But the earth knows how to ascend and do it in a certain way that it wants to take all the beings that live on it with it. So this is why it's not happening in a flash. Because we have to adjust. The animals have to adjust. The earth is always adjusting 24-7. Look at weather. You can be standing one time, walk 20 feet, you're in a rainstorm. Walk another 100 feet, it's back to sunny. That's what I couldn't, took a long time to realize when I was living in Asia. It was like that. Oh, God, it's raining. I don't want to go anywhere today. No, no, it's not raining where we're going. Huh? It's only raining here. Drive half an hour away, it's not raining. So Earth's weather systems are phenomenal. And realize that the Earth is constantly adjusting, especially with the solar flares and the cosmic energy. It's always, and it's adjusting it to the point that we're going to survive. If you take a look at some of the pictures of the sizes of these solar flares compared to the Earth, it's absolutely unfathomable that we survive. The Earth is like a, a little speck, and the wave is the Pacific Ocean of energy that's coming, yet we survive. Because the magnetosphere of the planet has a job, is to allow these energies to come in to our realm and accelerate our ascension but at the same time, come at a rate that we can all handle. As Amina will probably tell you, the universe will only give you what you can handle. But she has another point. Some people aren't catching up. Why, you may ask? Well, that's a soul's decision. 
Because when a soul decides it wants to leave the human body, it takes about 72 hours, from my understanding, to make that decision. Then once that decision is made, and the soul leaves the physical body, it hangs around for a few more hours, just to check things out, do what's going on. I imagine Amina can have a great show telling you all about that. Because a lot of people, oh, I died and they sent me back. Who sent you back? You did. Your own soul sent you back. Because you went, you left the body, you went to another realm, you looked at stuff, you looked at what was going on, said, uh, I'm not done yet. I guess I got to go back. Okay, I'll go back. And this happens more often than not. But the systems that we call government, religion, science, doesn't matter what it is, they all poo-poo it. Well, the only reason they poo-poo it is because they can't figure out how to control it and make money from it. That's ending. All that is ending on this planet right now, the control, the greed, all that stuff, that's why it's all coming to the surface. That's why when we go into the next realm, we don't need any emotional baggage. So all the stored-up emotions from multitudes of lifetimes of 7 billion people are coming to the surface to be healed. So you may be crying the next moment and laughing the next and sleeping the next because that's what you need to do. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Not just of your physical brethren, but from all the kingdoms. I looked out the other day. Okay, after talking to Raven, many stories. She said, look for a place where you think your fairy might be. So I walked out into the yard. Aha! It's going to be right over there. I can't get there yet because there's a snowbank in the way. But as soon as that snow clears, I'm going to put out a little milk. I'm going to put out a little chocolate. Um, sit there and wait till my friend comes. Because you see, folks, all these things, they're our friends. They've been with us for millions. They've been with us since we be. We come into existence. They're here to assist us. And it doesn't matter if you don't have a name. They know you. You know them. The oldest thing, ask and you sell, receive. Be careful what you ask for. Because it may come to you in a different way than what you think. Someone's drowning. They plead to the heavens for help. A plane flies over, the plane sees it, sees the person. And then he tells to sign the calls and the person's picked up. Maybe the person called for a boat, but at that moment there wasn't a boat available, but the help was there. This is how the universe works. We're just beginning to learn how the universe really works. And you see, folks, we're part of the universe. We've always been part of the universe. We are our own universe. <coughs> Excuse me. And when we realize that, then we can realize that our energy fields 
can influence everything that's around us. So you make sure you surround yourself with the best that things can be. What's happening now is springtime is coming. So the farmer's markets are going to be opening soon. So I like to support the local farmers, especially when it comes to vegetables and things like that. Because when you know the farmer and you know that he cares about his land and he doesn't use chemicals and things, you know the food is good because he puts his love into that. Where you go down to the store, you don't know. You have no clue. They can claim it as being organic. Now, I have to tell you a little story. One time I was doing some consulting for a lab, and I had I was hungry. I'm just going to go down to the store. I want to go into the thing and find some stuff and make a sandwich or make a salad or something. I was wearing my white lab coat. And it was exactly the same kind of a coat that the managers wore in that store. I'm walking up. And this young gentleman is putting carrots into the carrot part. And then he walks down to where the organic carrots are, and he's putting the same carrots in the organic bin. I said, excuse me, son. I said, are those uh, carrots organic? He said, it don't matter. They'll never know. It's just a higher-priced carrot. Oh, I said, really? I said, do you do that all the time? He said, I do whatever my boss tells me to do. I just put the, I don't care. I just put the vegetables in the bins where he tells me to put it in. Okay. I said, I'll talk to your manager. I didn't. But because I was wearing that coat, he assumed I was part of the store. But he didn't know I was a customer. So from that day forward in that store, I never bought anything that was labeled organic. I didn't trust it. Because one of the employees simply told me, I just put it in the bin where I'm told to. So, folks, understand something about food. Why do some restaurants thrive and other ones don't? Because of the love of the cook. The cook loves to cook. When the cook loves to cook, the energy goes into that food. The people get that, and the restaurant thrives. Unfortunately, because of all sorts of other things, a lot of good mom-and-pop operations have closed. And that's very sad. But we can always bring all of that back when we get what I like to call true freedom. When we have true freedom and we have no restrictions, just imagine what you can do. Just imagine. I'd like to go and see that. Hey, you know, I've never tried that. I've never tried to draw before. I'm going to try drawing because you'll have the time to do that. Because the universe will provide you everything that you need. It still does. We just now have to recognize it. So is there any of the other panel members who have something to say before we close the show here soon? Well, I was just going to tell you what's on the 
screen here, this is kind of good. I mean, it's not solving the problem, but all of the House Democrats voted uh, today to um, to cap the cost of life-saving diabetes drugs at $35 a month. They're at least $350 a month now. So that's one-tenth of the cost. That's progress in a certain way. Is that the insulin or the EpiPens or what exactly did they cap? Well, I don't have the sound down. So oh, I okay. Because I, I know a friend of mine who, who's, whose husband is diabetic, and she said, you know, it went from $300 a month to $1,000 a month. Yeah, but this just happened tonight. Oh, okay. Okay. So that's going to be a lifesaver. Uh, well, if that person's in Canada, then it might not change anything, you know. No, they're in the U.S. In the okay, US. well. All House Democrats just voted to cap the insulin costs at $35 a month. And I will listen to the rest of that when I'm not doing this. <laughs> well, you can bring that tomorrow on the hard news. Yeah. Well, the other thing is that Bernie Sanders is getting ready to have some meetings. And he is going to really get into Medicare for all at those meetings. So he's not going to sit on it anymore. So this is good. This is all good stuff. Things uh, are slowly changing, aren't they? Slowly changing. And uh, that that that's a positive sign. Yeah, you know, like um, you know, for my my own experience, you know, it took me six months to just warm up to what I was gonna write for my thesis for my PhD. But uh it went slow for six months. But in the last three weeks, it was like, zoom, done, done. So there's something to this guidance of taking your time, going slowly, do a few things and do them well, like laying that as the foundation and you keep doing those things well, in spite of all the other shenanigans going on. That works. I think that works. My experience is that works. In, in in my life and uh i think that's what we've been doing here here on these shows and thank you randy that was quite a dissertation here yes uh, thank you <laughs> not a problem these are the things that we have to do and we just it's not yeah. scripted it's all coming from soul and this is the thing people have to realize about the entertainment energy industry. It's not entertainment. It's entertainment. Mm. Because I have talked to a person who used to be in Hollywood in the days of Frank Sinatra and, mm-hmm. and the Rat Pack. And he said he knew that it was being headed in the wrong direction. He said that's why he left. He could have been there and been with all, but he left because he, he knew in his heart it wasn't going to go in a good direction. Because the old guys like Dean, uh, Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, all them guys, they were all ad-libbers. They didn't have any line. They all just ad-libbed it and the way they went. And that was real entertainment. But when they decided and they figured out that they could actually train the public into changing their views, and he could see that. Spiritually, his heart knew that, and he left. So, Don, 
I call upon you. Do you have any music ready? Let's see what Penny has for us tonight. <laughs> yeah. Are you still here, Omina, or did you go away? Go no, I'm, oh, I'm still here. Omina's still here. Excuse me. I'm still here. Omina, I just had a thought that. You okay, wanted- Don says, "Give me two minutes." That's not a problem. We can cover things two minutes. And so go ahead. What's your, what's your thought, Tara? Um, um, you know, in your experience with all all these years with the fairies and the portals over there in Ireland, and and I know that you said your family is mostly in England now, but uh, I don't have much experience. Oh, well, I spent, I spent. I spent time, I, uh, 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 I spent some years in between Sweden and Norway and Denmark. That's my limit of what I know about European. I didn't get to go to Ireland or place like that. But I just wanted from your perspective, where is the consciousness over there in terms of what we're talking about over here? I mean, because it's really different over here, right? You know that. Well, I, I mean, I can't tell you that. I don't know what consciousness you're speaking of. The Irish are very political and they're very, it's a very bright race and they're natural politicians, if you ask me. But they also were always very spiritual. I mean, even, even when religion ruled the country and it did for a long, long time, the, the spiritual part was always there because I grew up knowing all about ghosts and fairies and rots and and abilities. And we had an awful lot of natural healers. Some were bone setters, some were ones that just put their hands on your on your on your body and you were cured. I mean that was that was just part of the culture. That was from the old to me it was from the old culture. And but it was never laughed at because I was very much the way I am now. I was fearless as a kid and very, very aware and very open and could see things. And, you know, they never made any fun of it. If anything, they just told me I asked too many questions and knew too much. We have Padme online too. Oh, okay. Are you there, Padme? Hi. Hi. Hi, everyone. I just was going to hop on at the end because the music wasn't ready and just say um, thank you all for a wonderful show. And uh, I was going to call earlier and just ask about, well, about the I Am Presence, but uh, Randy, Commander, you covered that in the last 15, 20 minutes for sure, and each of you did in your own way. So um, thank you, thank you, thank you. I just can't say enough. I um, You've changed my life, and I'm sure thousands of other people. So thank you in every way to each of you. That's all. Thank you. Thank you, Padme. Thank you for calling in. Thank you. I will mute up and say goodnight and love and light. And to Omina, too. And, uh, yeah. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Omina, if you wanted to say more, please do. About what? Well, you were you complete when? Oh, when I was talking about being opened and exposed to um, all the different realms in the spiritual world. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was part of my part of my grandparents' culture. My grandmother uh, would always tell me because she could hear the banshees, and she'd always tell me when somebody would have passed. And and uh, I mean, we grew up with. 
aware of the fairies and not to go into the fairy rods. That was just to keep us safe. Not that the fairies were going to do us any harm. But we grew up with all of them. I grew up with all of that because I'm sure not every Irish person grew up with all of that. But it's a rich part of the Irish culture. It's a rich part of the Celtic, which wandered around Europe. Yep. Okay, they were all around Europe, and they and they they weren't just part of Ireland. They were just it's a culture that was you'll find in a lot of the European countries. You'll find that they're far more open to all of that. But you have to remember, you also have a lot much older souls, mature souls that inhabit those countries. This country is a very adolescent country with adolescent uh, souls. Yep. Okay. On the stage, off the stage, running the country, not trying to run the country, whatever. You have an awful lot of egotistical toddler souls and adolescent souls. And toddlers make absolute decisions. Adolescent souls make absolute decisions. Yeah. And 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 that they become blocks to growing. They become blocks to opening up. They become blocks to a lot of things. So it's, you know, it's this is the universe for souls, for accelerated growth. Earth is. Mother Earth is. Uh-huh. So I yeah, might and, open t- and uh, I guess over there though, the the, the thing that um, I noticed is that well I you know, I had a different, I, I made it, my, my agenda was really uh, to connect with people of like mind in the spiritual realm. So I, I was in a lot of community spirit that was doing things to, uh, and, and at the same time, you know, there's such old traditions that are so precious that don't get, uh, they don't get shared over here. Right. Well, we believe in the magic and the mean that children have magical thinking until they grow up and they're, they're, you're white, you know, you, I grew up, we didn't have the radio or TV. So you went outside and played, you did whatever your imagination went wild all the time. And that's the best thing you can have for any child growing up. Yeah. And did and, you have nice green places to grow up and play in? I mean, did you have grass and trees? And- oh, absolutely, yes, because the, pop- the population wasn't huge at the time. It still is not. So I was never a city person because I never grew up in a city. I don't like big cities. That's, that's the thing. I, you know, uh, pretty much uh, you got to look and hunt and peg for finding some good nature, you know, well, the park is about three blocks this way and two blocks that way. If you want to go to see some grass, you know. <laughs> well, we, well, no, we were, you know, we were just miles from everywhere and we had to walk everywhere or run everywhere. So to school, to the store, you name it. So oh. it was, we grew up out in the fields. That's good. So anyway, I will pass the talk and stick and good night, everybody. Good night, Amina. Good night. Good night. You know, if you still believe what the mainstream media tells you, I'd like you to raise your hand and slap (laughs) your face. Wake up. I think it's better not watching at all. Exactly. (laughs) I don't own a television set. Haven't owned one for many, many years. Well, you're not missing a whole lot. I do, however, love to watch my thriller movies because that totally gets me out of my head. Yep. Either a really good comedy or a really good mystery thriller movie. They are shows. They are my things. And they're my they're my indulgence, you might say. Yeah. I, 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 
I do the same thing. I I like the who done it and and yes. some of the mystery things and and now with the internet, you can watch the foreign films that have English dubbed into them. Oh, and absolutely. There are some foreign and films out the, there that are absolutely some very of the best well ones are the English ones because they're so real. They're not six feet tall, a hundred pound, looking like a yep. painting. They're real people. Mm-hmm, exactly. <laughs> and then and I, the other thing with the British actors is a lot of them had what we call Broadway training. So they have a different way of acting. But they have a more real way of acting. Yes, exactly. Yes. Nothing is coded, nothing. It's just real. Their lives are real. So I enjoy that. That on books, but they're my thing. Traveling, movies, good shows, books. They're they're my that's my thing. Oh, there's I don't nothing. drink, I don't smoke, used to dance, still do when nobody's watching. So you know. <laughs> there there's nothing like a book because a book is another form of really getting your, your imagination going. Good night, oh, when I act. Absolutely. And and I become totally engrossed. It gets me out of my head, it gets me out of the universe because half the time I'm trying to stay, I'm trying to figure out which world do I want to be in. And the thing I will say that I do like about the smartphone is I can change the font size and I can read the book. And, exactly. And, and, yeah. and the problem I find with, and I did this investigation into when I was going to publish a book, the publishing houses, they restrict you to a certain size font. Yes. And a certain, if they allow pictures. And that font just happens to be the font when you talk to eye doctors that a lot of people have trouble focusing on. Well, I have, I, I mean, you can get Kindle or Nook and you can adjust the, the font on that when you want yes, to that's, read. That's what I have is Kindle. And that's why I like to adjusting the font. Like and that. I have an, and I have a Nook. I have Kindle on my phone, but I have a Nook. In you know that that I handhold because it's great for traveling. It's a small, it's small, small enough to travel. You can go with it, and then you can have a book anytime you want. So it's like, oh, they're, they're, I they're, thought I, I thought a nook was the place you kept your Irish whiskey. But you see, I don't drink. <laughs> uh, the only time I want to drink and smoke is when I'm writing. Oh man, do I ever want it then? And I think that's just a past life thing. That's all. Yeah, I give my funny. permission to have it, and then I don't take. Then I don't have it. Exactly, and it's <laughs> it's like with these solar flares. I've just had this thing too. I am so thirsty. Yes, and and you know I'd like this. I'd like that. I like this. And I still go for the the energy drink or my exactly. my my, pl- my plasma water and stuff because if you you, you go you down just, that route of all these other stuff, you know, and then well, and, I still give myself permission to have it, even though I don't have it. But mm, it's, exactly. It's, it seems to satisfy that craving if I say, okay, you're going to have it. Mm-hmm. And of course, by the time I would go anywhere to get it, because I don't have it in the house, I don't want to go and get it. Exactly. It works. Yeah, exactly. Dawn, yeah. are you in the background? You okay, good you night again, few, everybody. Good night, Amina. Good night, Amina. Good night. Randy, you can see better now, right? You had some little help on your oh, eyes. Oh, absolutely. Right? Okay, Don says he's ready with the music. Let's see what Penny has for us tonight. Don, your turn with the talking stick. Actually, you're going to play it on the turntable. Aloha. Good night, everyone. Aloha, Good night. everyone. Thank you.